Hi guys. Before this episode begins, I wanted to give you a heads up that for some reason during this recording, my microphone hasn't recorded properly. It seems to have recorded through the built-in computer mic, so it may sound like I've recorded in a bathroom. I've edited the hell out of this app to try and get the levels equal and cut out some of my background sniffs that usually wouldn't get picked up. Bonus points for anyone who picks those up. If you do find the sound quality too annoying, I found having headphones in gave the best quality sound. With all that being said, though, I hope you still enjoy our episode on sleep. We'll make sure we get this fixed up for next time. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. My dad, Dallas, and his mate, Jono, keep on making our brilliant episodes of the Dad Game podcast each week. I am sure this one will be a cockatoo. I mean, a crackatoo. Also... Ocean Soul keep on supporting the lads and I love that Ocean Soul also support the environment. And you can check out their stuff at ocean-soul.com.au or on Facebook at Ocean Soul AU. Are you asleep? Nah, gotcha. Oh. No, just we're talking about my favorite my favorite topic tonight, which is sleep. So I'll yeah. pretend to be asleep when you're signed on. <laughs> oh no, no worries. Hey, you sound oh, that well. that straightened septum. Oh, how good is oh. that sound? You are sounding fantastic. Had, it's funny you say that. I've had three people text me throughout the week saying I sounded a little like much clearer. Yeah. I think it's probably just because I turned the microphone up before our recording last week. But thanks, guys. I'll uh, see how it comes through on this one. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. I'm going to go deviate my septum so I sound bad for a little bit and then go fix I'll it and I'll, I'll oh. be back to, back to better. I still wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I've got four days to go before these plastic plug things come out of my nose. So I'm just trying to stay yeah. COVID-free until then, touch wood. So how is the re- is the recovery going okay? Yeah, better this week. This week, yeah. I, I still can't quite get it through a full day without some painkillers, some Panadol. Yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah, no, not too bad. It's just a little bit irritating now. It's more, more irritating than painful. And have you... Have you improved well enough to have a beer with me tonight? Yes. Yep. Hang on. I've Yay, got, I, I, good. Yeah, I didn't go out and get anything special. These haven't been touched for about a week or two because I couldn't drink. So I'm just having a great northern. Super oh, crisp. One of my favorites. Nice. Nice. Well, well, I'm all, I'm I'm drinking from the uh, the lovely state of Queensland as well. I've got the Forex ah. Gold. Oh, old school. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. And I'm and I'm sure people listening will have an opinion on both our beers. They're very mainstream. They're very average yeah. bloke. They're very um, pretty much us yeah absolutely um i also just love the fact that there's still the general knowledge question in the bottle top of the stubby of the forex oh, gold it? do you want to yeah. you want to oh, you'll try your hand at it see yeah, you I'll go edit this out if i get it completely wrong yeah and, and if people want to call in real quick they can yeah. and um try and beat you so um <laughs> what, what is the highest mountain in australia kosciuszko uh, yes, I'll, I'll also take yes, I'll also take Mount Kosciuszko, but I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I thought that was um, implied already. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, no worries. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't done one of those for so long. See, when I first moved up to Queensland, uh, we drank yeah Forex quite a bit. It's just a good beer to grab, and it was cheap and everything. And oh well, I'm I'm glad that your recovery is is going well, of course, and obviously pain you know pain subsiding, which is nice because I know. Last week you battled through, which was pretty awesome. But um, yeah, but also sure. it's nice to have a beer, and we're both on the beers, and uh, it feels like we're back. That's what we do on the Dad Game podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, we've got to get done. So I saw on Instagram this week. Did you take Ella out fishing? Is this 
Was that right? Yes. Yeah. So we've just had a, a, a week away uh, down at Port Ferry, lovely little place. Oh, yeah. Um, and actually thought about it going, oh, probably a great opportunity for some memories to, to take a fishing. So <laughs> went down, some memories. <laughs> well, went down to BCF and had to, and it's so, so I thought I'll just buy a rod and we'll go fishing. Then realised BCF. Yeah, well, yeah, not yet, not yet. And and when your nine year old daughter's singing BCF and fun, it's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> but um, I uh, so you think you just buy a rod and then go fishing, right? Mm. No, no, no. You got to buy hooks. You got to buy sinkers. You got to mm. Google what fish you're fishing for. Then decide if you're buying lures or or bait. Oh. Like it ended up being a very expensive sort of little. I bought a little tackle box. I did everything right. <laughs> Then I got home, I started, you know, when I got home, I started setting up the fishing rod and I realized, oh crap, you got to buy a license. So I bought a three day fishing license. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. Because I just forgot. I did that, not know that. No. <laughs> I, and it's all this stuff that started coming to me. And then I posted a thing. So we went fishing and it was great. And, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I posted something on Instagram saying first time fishing. And I swear so many of my, like the people following, thought it was my first time fishing because a lot of the comments <laughs> a lot of the comments oh, yeah, felt yeah. like they were directed at me like oh no Have a good time, Dallas. yeah you'll enjoy it but i almost <laughs> went back and edited the uh, instagram post saying yeah. not my first time <laughs> but it might as well have been my first time oh. the, but the thing is it reminded me that like you know, when you're growing up and you just look back and you think, how did dad know everything? Like, yeah. you know, they knew. They had Google. But what it is, is they didn't know everything. Well, I didn't know. But because I know just enough, Allah thinks I know everything. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's this idea that our parents knew, like, because all I knew how it was is how to cast it, you know, that you be a bit quiet, that you do this, don't pull it in too quick, you know, just enough, the thing, the yeah. things that any basic person would know. But she's like, oh, dad, you know so much about fishing. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, so it was funny. We watched a fish eat the bait off our hook because the water's so clear down there Yeah. to the point where it was just nibbled around the hook. <laughs> and then when I wheeled it, like reeled it in, the hooks like there's nothing on the bait and we just and now it's just like oh <laughs> we watched, yeah we watched it eat like it could not have been more perfectly eaten around so we didn't catch yeah. anything um people all around us nah. caught heaps of stuff um oh. and um Ella was a little bit happy that we didn't catch anything because i don't think she really would have known what to have done um, no, it's quite confronting when they actually pull it out and then it's it's that moment of realisation. Yeah, yeah. And I told myself I'd have to be the brave one, like what, like yeah. exactly what I would do. So, but um, it was really great. The, the best thing about it, though, in all seriousness was, and, and we'll go again now that we've got some of the stuff, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go locally in Geelong somewhere because it was actually just nice time away from yeah. everything else. No technology, nothing else other than talking. And, and I asked, I... I told myself to ask her a question once we stopped and the the rod was in, you know the line was in the water and i just said how are you going you know what makes you yeah. happy ella and and asked her some questions you know that we weren't distracted by so it was really cool um awesome. but yeah so uh that was nice yeah. nice daddy daughter time oh good to hear you haven't yeah. seen the in-betweeners um tv show have you yes i have love that one of my favorite ever scenes is when they punch that fish to death <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me of that. And once it came out, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> that that so, might have been what we resorted to at some point, I'm sure. Never, 
Ella wouldn't be asking me to go fishing again. No. So, yeah, so that's what we sort of got up to and it was a great little break. But, yeah, if you think it's as simple as just going out and buying a rod and being done with it, definitely not. A um, lot yeah. more involved for sure. Oh, well, I learned something from that. I reckon I could count on one hand how many times I've fished in my life. So, yeah, yeah, it's something – there's a lot of people that fish around here, like right near where we go for a walk pretty regularly. So yeah. I'm sure it'll probably pop up with our boys at some point. But, yeah, it's I'm glad a... I've, I've learned a little bit. I'll call you up and find out what uh, to do. Yeah, I'll send up the the stuff because we won't use it. <laughs> we won't yeah. use it again for ages. Um, now, um, I suppose we can jump into some correspondence this week. A few people have come yeah, back let's from a few people have come back from holidays and are back on the the messengers and the emails and stuff. So, what have we got for us this yeah, week? Yeah, we were inundated this week. Um, I might start with an old mate of mine called Adam which is awesome to hear who it was awesome to hear from him because Adam's actually from Wales. So Mm -hmm. we used to live together over in London and he's living back over there in Wales now. And he just sent through the, I'm not sorry. He wrote back to our story on dad game and he just wrote, there's something very reassuring about this pod, really enjoying it. So I had to double check. He was talking about our one and he was, which was nice. And he said he's really (laughs) liking, (laughs) he's really liking how we talk about the mental health and the wellbeing as openly as we do which for us is pretty normal, I suppose, because mm. we know each other pretty well. And But he was saying that over in the UK, which is probably fair enough, it's not really as um, openly discussed amongst okay. ALC things. So he's yeah. really loving that we're doing that and getting a little bit out of it. So um, I, I think he probably just likes hearing my voice again because we haven't seen each other or spoken in yeah. such a long time. Yeah. But yeah, I like hearing that. And when I, when I saw that come through too, it, it sort of it raised, it raised my eyebrows as well because – I suppose what happens is when you get in a circle of certain people, it becomes really normal. So yeah. um, in our circle of friends and with you and me, uh, it's really normal, but you probably don't have to go all that far for it to become a bit strange again and a bit foreign for people. And it happens, yeah. you know, if you're in a surfy group or if you're in a football group or whatever, and then you go outside those groups and, and, and you assume everyone talks about the footy in winter, but, but they yeah. don't. But no, no, so no. it was really interesting to hear him say that. And, and again, back to the reason why we do this, this podcast and why we decided to record our conversations was that, you know, if Adam does share that with others or others get on board and realize that it's not that hard to just have a discussion um, yeah. about things, then uh, it can flow on from there. So yeah, it, it's funny, isn't it? You, you think it's so normal. Yeah. And then it only takes someone to open up to you to say, oh, look, we don't really talk like that much. And yeah, um, we can make, you can make a bit of a difference in that way. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, yeah, we're big in Wales now, so I'm pretty happy with that. No, Huge I'm in Wales. Adam keeps spruiking us over there. Yeah, the, Itali- uh, the Italians have dropped off a little bit. The, Wel- the Welsh have, uh, have, have joined yeah. in force. Yeah, we're going to – I don't know what we did to the Italians to annoy them, but oh well, we'll see. <laughs> um, we had another one come in from our mate Warren. We call him Wazza. So he actually gave us a pretty comprehensive rundown of a few things because he's just binged a few of our episodes to catch up, obviously, with the um, the Christmas and New Year's break. He fell behind a little bit. But he gave us a hack, actually. He gave us a pocket money hack. He says from a friend, and it says, give chores beyond the expected that help the household, i.e. expected to make the bed, chore put out rubbish from kitchen bin to curbside bin. Most likely parents will be helping kids complete expected chores anyway, but household chores, sorry, support contributions to the family. So yep. payment is equal to how old they are, lessons in here about savings for stuff. So I wrote back to him and I said, thanks, was that's pretty cool. But it sounds a lot like the barefoot investors ideas on chores. Yep. He wrote back going, now you mentioned that. I think that what might have gave them the inspiration. So <laughs> he either knows the barefoot investor or his friends have read that and then passed it on to him and I've heard about that. But yeah, actually that's not a bad hack. So the barefoot investors I um 
book for kids is really cool. Yeah. And he also adds down the bottom there, he wrote, last leg vegetarian hack. Or oh, hack. yes. This yep. is a bit like what you, after you talked last week about the salmon um, poke bowl. Yeah. He said, you just dice up and cook. Oh, sorry, I get it now. Last leg veg hack. So when That's the veggies right. are on their last legs and getting a bit old, thanks, was. Um, <laughs> took, me, took me a while. Dice up and cook in bolognese mints and then you freeze it. So use yeah. it at a later date for pasta, rice, taco, shepherd's pie, etc. And then he gave us, I think, a PWTTS. Yes. I was, yep. And he wrote, nose job survivor. Yeah, great. <laughs> Actually, don't mind that. That's a pretty good one. So, yeah. Thanks, was it? A bit of a dig, but it's, it's a pretty good one. And one of our favourites that we hear from most weeks, but obviously didn't hear from a while, was Mick A wrote into us again. We've talked about Mick the last couple of weeks, but he wrote a pretty long one. I should be able to get through it pretty quick if you bear with me. Mm-hmm. But he's a bit like was. He was um, a little bit behind over the break, and we know he's got a baby coming, and he's just bought a house and everything. So he's just caught up now. So he's written, lads, I'm all caught up. Thanks for the love and concern from the Dad Gang community. All is well, because that's because we, we thought he'd gone missing. Um, been a busy couple of months, moving, landscaping, etc. The little one I'm not is not too far away, so getting prepared for the arrival. He wrote, so a few points. I also get cramps in my jaw and thought I was the only one. Remember last week we talked about <laughs> yeah. neck? You get the little cramp in your neck. Oh, that must be a, maybe it's a very regular thing. I think so. Yeah, I've, I've had never some. Heard feed- anyone talk about it? Yeah, I've, I think it's the silent assassin because I've had heaps of feedback since then too from people saying, yeah. "Oh, you yeah, know, I get them too." So, yeah, ah, we've started something, which is oh, yeah. what we aim to do here. He also wrote, "John, oh, should I read it? Jono, the tones coming through the mic post op are outstanding. Now you have both the face and the voice for radio. <laughs> That's why I stay in the dark." In, yeah. Um, and this is a good one. He said, "Dallas did assist with moving some dirt." One short shift and I didn't see him again. Yeah. So do you, do you have a reply for that or? Uh, I don't, but. Um, you agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I... <laughs> lucky you got that one piece, Mick. I'd take that. Uh, also, next time you pay it forward at the local coffee shop, give me a heads up because Mick lives near you, obviously. <laughs> Between right. buying loads of dirt and prepping for baby, money is tight. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. So right. now he's written here and we're, we're going to do this um, a bit later on in the pod tonight. We'll flip things around a little bit. He said, I'm still keen to hear some new dad dad hacks yep um i've just started drinking coffee recently so i figure that this is a good start correct i also have a dog with a shocking immune system for example example he was up spewing at 3 a.m the other morning so i put in some practice there anyway <laughs> there is an episode there catering catering for us new parents because he's got no idea yep. so and he also said how's the swing set going boys i heard a whisper from sexy land that dallas had been inquiring i'm sure that's just a um made up joke but still pretty good <laughs> Just, I'll just be inquiring about how they actually work. Yeah, that's and right. Mine, and I still don't know. Still haven't heard anything about that yet. No. Keep up the good work, boys. Loving it. Looking forward to being an official member of the dad game in the coming weeks. And he's just sent a photo through of his nice new grass that he's spent all week laying. So actually it looks pretty schmick. So that's right. Probably and I, and I, I, I will always, I will always say I contributed to those, um, to that grass as well. They're a couple of wheelbarrow yeah. loads, but Hey, it's better than nothing. Oh. Wouldn't have got um, done. So, guys, yeah, that, and thanks for everyone who got into us this week. Or got into us, wrote into us this week. It was um, it was nice to read all of those. And yeah. our email address, as it always is, is dadgamepodcast at outlook.com. Our Instagram handle is at dadgamepod. So, get on there, tell your friends about it, write into us, give us some ideas and some topics, etc. Yep. And um, please welcome to the stage, neck cramps. <laughs> I think that's my favourite Just because if you play music hard enough And everyone's headbanging Then the neck cramps start kicking in <laughs> Neck cramps That's uh, yeah I've got to work on that a little bit more I reckon that's pretty good
All right, now we're going to move on to a dad hack of the week and let's follow on from that correspondence from Mick. I thought I'd do one because I see a lot of people doing this and I could be completely wrong, but I did read somewhere that, you know, how people put um, like mo- is that mobiles over there, like the music and stuff. and toys uh, Yeah, the little hanging things. Yeah, yep. with the battery yep. in them and the noise. The people put them over the cot, which I'm sure is fine. But then quite often I have read and found that babies get so distracted by those that that keeps them awake. It's too stimulating. So what we did before we ended up putting our kids down and once we bought the mobile and stuff, we put it over the change mat. So that's my hack because keeping a baby still, especially once they get a bit bigger and can move everywhere when there's a poopy nappy on the go is vital. Keep them as still as possible because there's nothing worse than a baby rolling around and kicking their legs when there's poo going everywhere. Yeah. So that's mine, mine for you, Mick, and any other new dads out there. Put the cot, don't put it, and if you, if you do have a mobile over your cot and the kids aren't sleeping, that's the first thing I'd try and move. Yeah. Think about that. I've always, I've long wondered about, it's a great hack, by the way. Um, I've long wondered about, you know, what children's things are out there. Is there a market for, to just make them adult like things? So could you imagine trying to market an adult mobile? So something you could, <laughs> something you could have over it. And it might just have like a, 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 I don't know, a golf ball. A little picture of Dusty. Yeah, go yeah, a little picture of Dusty, um, a to-do or have done list that's up yeah. there, um, a couple of other little things that just swing around in the breeze as you drift off to sleep. So um, <laughs> it has to be all positive stuff. The, you're in a good mind's frame. Which the other one, fun. the other one that would be fantastic to share with your partner is just an adult pram. Now I know it sounds a hell of a lot like a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a wheelchair, which I know yeah, is in, is insensitive, but yeah. an adult pram where because it also has lots of pockets and things in it too. Yeah, um, they're reclined. <laughs> wouldn't be the worst thing and you just yeah. yeah spend half half the day each in it as you walk around town oh you could go even further there's a few other things i'd go into yeah. that probably won't but yeah i know i've often thought that like kids who complain about sleep and nap and getting fed and all of that stuff don't realize how good life is i know yeah i know and yeah. you try to tell them and you just sound like the grumpiest parent ever <laughs> i know you're gonna get to an adult and you're gonna wish you had all these things yeah now, moving on to the main topic, we did hint at it before, but it's definitely one of my favorite things to talk about or think about is uh, sleep. Mm-hmm. So funnily enough, sleep sounds like a really easy thing. We take it for granted a lot, but I think that's the problem. Sometimes we take these things for granted and don't really delve into the importance of it. We sometimes um, probably don't pay enough attention to it and the importance of it. So I thought tonight, and I tried to pull my weight a little bit more this week, mate, after sort of slacking off a bit last week for the poor excuse of being knocked out. Yeah. But I thought I'd have a bit of a look at some of the things around sleep and see what you thought about it. We'll just have a bit more of a chat and, and see if there's anything that comes out of that that might be able to help us or the guys or the people yeah, listening. For sure. And it's yeah. and thank you for pulling your weight. I, was, um, I wasn't angry last <laughs> week. I was more just disappointed. But oh, no, um, no, no. It's so as I said before, we just went away for a little bit of a break, a um, couple of days up um, in Port Ferry, a little. And I, I've never been more tired while we're away. And I think what's happened yeah. is come through Christmas, new job, lots of things changing, you know, in my life, a few stresses and things, and then get away. And it was just that chance to completely deload, like we spoke about last mm. week. And the result of that was getting up still really early going for walks and having a coffee in the morning and and but then by sort of lunchtime you know seriously tired to the point by the way where my wife caught up with a friend one of the nights uh and she was she was home pretty late my daughter was reading a book and I just kept falling asleep like <laughs> uh, kept falling asleep and to the point where she kept waking me up Did it, you claim it, you weren't asleep though 
Uh, no, and this time I'm like, I'm so sorry. She's yeah, like, yeah. Dad, <laughs> Dad, you're asleep again. But but it's so weird that, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about the benefits and everything as well. But for me, my body just needed, a re- and I feel I'm up and about now. I feel really, really good. But my body clearly, and I didn't know how tired I was. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, so. being being in my profession, I am an expert at managing holidays and managing, yeah. you know, so I, I feel like it takes it takes a few days, sometimes a week before your body starts to do that relaxing. That's why when you yeah. only take a week off work, you only really get into that great frame of mind at the end when you start being a bit more relaxed and sleeping well and things, getting yeah. your naps in um, in the daytime and then you go back to work. So yeah. I always find it takes about a week and then your body gets into it. But then after you do it for too long, you start um, sleeping too much and we'll yep. talk about that soon, but yeah. It, and then you become lethargic and you have a nap in the middle of the day and you can't wake up properly the rest of the afternoon. So yeah, we'll mm. talk about that all that in a minute. I um, What I've been trying to do lately when we do a bit of our research is try to find websites that are peer reviewed. Yep. I don't know much about science and things, but I figure that they're the ones that are good, where obviously someone's written up about it Absolutely. and then they've been reviewed by all the experts and, and verified. So the website I got a lot of my stuff from tonight um, was healthline.com. Okay. So if anyone wants to have a look at some of that stuff, there's a, there's a fair bit on sleep on there. And everyone sort of knows this already, but I thought I'd start with the optimal amount of sleep time for adults is about seven to nine hours sleep. Anything over that they do talk about is actually too much. And then there's some, some things that can go wrong if you're sleeping a little bit too much there. Yep. So I thought I'd rattle off some benefits for you really quickly first. And we can just talk about each one or a couple of them. It is to say that obviously there's a lot of other factors in play here, but they do say that if you are getting your optimal amount of sleep as an adult, you may maintain, which is good, or lose weight. Okay. Because they did some research and in 2020, they found that um, adults who slept fewer than seven hours per night had a whopping 41% increased risk of developing obesity. Yeah, wow. Because I think when you sleep less, you crave fat and sugar a lot more because yep. you're compensating for the lack of energy that you got. Yeah. Because how often do you find that if you haven't slept very well the night before, I just eat like crap. Yeah. And the next day, two o'clock, three o'clock, I want to have some sugar or some chocolate or something like that instead of usually my, you know, my fruit or something a bit healthier. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's a vicious cycle too, because yeah. what, what comes first, you know, sometimes you poor diet, you, you poor weight, you poor, you know, you're not feeling good in yourself also means you don't sleep well. Yep. And then, as you've just said, uh, the resulting factor of not sleeping well is that you can crave those things. So then it all yeah. of a sudden you slip it, you know, it's a really slippery slope. Yep. And then the other thing is too, I suppose like with less sleep, you're less likely to go to the gym. The yeah. Day. Like I, especially cause I gym early in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning. And if I've had a bad night's sleep with the boys or just myself or something, yep. it's so hard to get up. And that's what I was one thing I was always proud of. I always made myself try and get up and exercise because I, I would feel better, but geez, yep. it's hard. So, that's yeah, right. And, yeah. and once again, really good exercise leads to feeling that proper fatigue, that proper tiredness, which helps you sleep. So it's, again, it's yeah. that sort of chicken yeah. and the egg, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a bad cycle, as you said before. Yeah. Uh, another point they came up with on this website was that it improves your concentration and productivity. So okay. if you get enough sleep, you can improve academic performance in children, adolescents and young adults. And of oh, course, wow. like adults, I suppose, like us too. But good sleep is always shown to improve problem-solving skills and enhance memory performance in children and adults. Yeah. So obviously it's pretty important for your kids, especially if they're going to school, to try and get enough sleep because, yeah, obviously they'll do a lot better. And, and you see that at school. I, I see that all the time with the tired mm. kids. They come in, they can't focus for long. They don't perform very well. So it's pretty obvious. Yeah. But and, and that's a little bit 
that's a little bit different to having a problem solving wife where I go to sleep sometimes and hope that she's pro- solved the problem by the time I wake up. <laughs> yeah, <fair enough. laughs> but that can work as well. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. one to do. It. <laughs> well, here's, here's one for the um, elite athletes like yourself and like me. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you can maximize athletic performance. And we'll talk about some, um, some of the athletes and, and their sleep habits soon. But yeah. numerous studies have shown that adequate sleep can enhance fine motor skills, reaction time, muscular power, muscular <laughs> endurance, and problem solving skills, as mentioned earlier. So, you and I who are. Uh, pretty, so, that's my problem. Athletes. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, more sleep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's another one. They said um, it might strengthen your heart also. Yeah. Because they've got a study there that found that people who sleep fewer than five hours per night had a 61% higher risk of developing high blood pressure than those who slept seven hours. Yeah. And that's a pretty damning stat, like the difference between two hours sleep a night, but five hours sleep a night is not very much. Yeah. And and again, I'm not like, obviously you've done the research and, and, and it's a peer-reviewed website and things, but the question that I, su- I suppose I pose there is, that chicken and the egg question around if you're sleeping five hours per night, like what is the rest of your lifestyle? And and I'm not sure if the study goes into that. And that's what I like to look at when I, and, and, you know, if our podcasts go for four hours, um, it'd be, you know, great to delve in. Yeah. Joe Rogan style. (laughs) Um, But it, it, to me, sleep can either be the determining factor in your health or or sometimes the the symptom of, or the, the reaction of. So those who, who have slept um, fewer than five hours per night the other question i would ask is why and for me well, personally yeah, yeah I, I look at that sometimes when i'm not sleeping well and use yeah. that as a real trigger to say okay i'm not sleeping well that's going to start giving me anxiety that's going to start giving me i'm, I'm not going to go to the gym i'll put on some weight I'll, you know because i'm not sleeping well but what yeah. i've learned to do with some self-speak is why am i not sleeping well yeah fix that's some cool. of those from which i'm sure you'll go into but um, yeah, to me, there's all of those sort of determining factors as to, to those things. But you were saying before about there's also risk too much sleep. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say before, I could say that it's worth mentioning too, that there was a fair bit in there about like, if you're a night shift worker and yeah, um, and things like that, like I didn't go into a lot of that information of because like you said, we don't go for four hours, but there's obviously some jobs that make it really hard, but they did mention that you might need to sleep a bit before you go into your shift. So you have that little nap to sort of make up some of your sleep. But yep. yeah, if you sleep, like if you've got excessive sleep as an adult, say like more than nine hours mm-hmm. a night regularly, it's also shown to increase the risk of heart disease and high blood pressure. So, oh, wow. I mean, I, I always do look at these studies though and think like what sort of person is sleeping that much all the time. And usually it's probably someone who's a little bit unfit or doesn't look after themselves exercise wise and stuff. Yeah. Um, and maybe they don't, you know, maybe they're going through some stuff too. So all of these things come into play. But yeah, so that's obviously, again, if you're talking chicken or egg, that's one thing that probably starts all of that off. Yeah. Is sleeping too much. You just need to, you know, set your alarm, get up, stick to it, and yep. get out of there. Yeah. A couple other things too. Oh, we won't go into this one too much, but it's pretty obvious. But I think poor sleep also is linked to depression. Yep. So, and again, it depends which one sort of comes first. But I think, yeah, if you're not getting the right amount of sleep, then obviously that's going to be a factor in that. And one that thing that people probably know a lot about, but maybe you want to delve into it, we can delve into it a bit more, is it? Good sleep supports a healthy immune system, mm. which is really important at the moment, obviously, with everything going around. Yeah. Yeah, a study found that participants who slept fewer than five hours per night were four and a half times more likely to develop a cold compared to those who slept seven hours. Yeah. So those who slept five to six hours were like four and a half times more likely. I find that myself. If I feel a cold coming on, if I can get a good night's sleep, quite often it's probably gone the next day. 
Yeah. But if I'm not sleeping well a night or two in a row or I feel it coming on and then the boys wake me up or something like that, I will more than likely have a bit of a cold or, or sickness the next day. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Some data also suggests that proper sleep may improve your body's antibody response to flu vaccines. So mm. talking about COVID before, recently yep. preliminary data shows that getting enough sleep before and after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine may improve vaccine efficiency. So still more research is needed to be done, obviously, to understand that better. But I've heard that already on another yeah. podcast and read that somewhere too. Yeah, I, I'd heard that from someone as well about there was a full sort of plan they had around getting the, the COVID yeah. vaccination and, and part of that involved involved sleep and and then yeah. yeah the recovery plan so yeah there you go yeah nice a couple more to go but obviously um poor sleep's linked to inf- inflammation yeah which we all know it's pretty bad if you get you know a lot of inflammation throughout your body so sleep plays a key role in the regulation of our central nervous system because in particular it's involved in the stress response systems yeah so you need to be getting enough sleep to keep all that in check and over time chronic inflammation can cause the development of many chronic conditions including obesity, heart disease, certain types of cancer, Alzheimer's disease, depression, and type 2 diabetes. So yeah, wow. just listening to a few of those things, you really understand how important it is to get some good sleep and try and keep that inflammation down. Yeah. Yeah. You're slamming the research. I'll tell you what. It's uh, yeah, I know. great. I As I said, I love like learning about like sleep especially, but it's just these things that we do every day and we do, we do yeah. take it for granted a bit. I do find though that I have those nights, a bit like you were talking about before, when you're sitting there and you look at the clock, yeah. Oh, it's nine o'clock. I've only got eight hours sleep left. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not, it's ten o'clock. I've only got this many hours sleep. Eleven o'clock, and you just yep. start stressing. Whereas my wife hates it if I read the time out. Oh, really? So go, oh, it's eleven thirty. She goes, "Don't tell me the time." Uh-huh. And I'm getting less sleep now. It's like a mental thing. Yeah. The the reverse of that is, you know, when you wake up in the morning and um, it's like, and you 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 think to yourself, "Oh man, I do not want to get out of bed just yet." You roll over, and it's only like two thirty. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. how good is that? I could just go <laughs> yeah, back to I sleep love, now. Yeah. yeah. I love my, my body's pretty good now waking me up just before my alarm, like that yep. 15 minutes or so. And I love it. If you just get to lie there in bed and actually enjoy being comfortable, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. You I love it until the alarm goes off. I love having, I love not having the alarm go off, getting yeah. up and switching it off before it goes off. <laughs> well, yep. here, here's the last one for you. It's pretty obvious. And yep. we don't need to delve into this one too much because everyone will know this, but yeah, poor sleep obviously affects emotions and social interactions. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're less, you know, you're less likely to put up with people. You're a little bit snappy. Probably can't hold a great conversation when you're a little bit tired mm. and your emotions are all over the place. So, yeah. obviously, that's another another good point there. But I thought I'd rattle a few of those off, mate. See if you learn anything yeah. from that. Yeah. Or um, if there's any anyone listening out there who goes, oh, actually, that's a good reason why I probably need to get a little bit more sleep, or I'm sleeping too much. Yeah, they and it's to get through I- to someone. I think the lesson, like what it's, it's just a reminder that for two things, being tired isn't a badge of honor, you know, being yeah. the tiredest or being the one who's tired, you know, and, and I reckon as a young adult or as even as a young parent, it, it, there's a lot of jokes around being tired or there's just an acceptance of it. But the reality is, cons, you know, consistent not sleeping very well or not getting enough ha- has long term sort of health ramifications. And as we always talk about from a dad game perspective, health you know, how many cylinders should you be firing on and can you fire on? And the question has to be asked again, chicken and egg. And, and I know this is a very broad question, but if, if you're not well, if you're not firing on all cylinders, then you can't give the dedication attention to all the different things you need for your kids, well-being and sleep and life. Then maybe that's why they're waking up more often or, or not doing what you need them to be doing during the day. And yeah. it's this vicious cycle that comes on. So the reality is, is 
oh, I'm just a bit tired is probably a phrase that people need to understand, myself included, just off the back of what you've said, needs yeah. to understand a little bit more. I'm not just a bit tired. I'm hurting yeah. my health. I'm hurting my yeah. well-being. I'm hurting my moods. I'm hurting my relationships, you know, whatever it might be. And I know that's an extreme view, yeah. but it, it, it's, it shouldn't be the badge of honor that it used to be. And I do recall Jeff talking about it in the um, Jeff Flash Gordon um, around, yeah. you know, the, the ideal scenario. It's not, not for everybody, but the ideal scenario is try not to be in a relationship, try not to be both tired at the same time. Yeah. And, and I think the merit there is in saying that at some point, put your hand up, yeah. have that conversation with a friend or, a, or your partner or somebody and say, look, I am really tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that could be the catalyst for a mental health day at work, yeah. or that could be a, a conversation to go, look, I need to sleep in the spare room or whatever it might be. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, at some point, if someone's really tired, it's worse than just being tired. It could be causing a little bit of depression yeah. or inflammation or, or some of those really those chronic illnesses that can creep up over time. So yeah. pretty, yeah. pretty awesome research. The irony is, mate, you you must have done so much research. Did you get any sleep last week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, staying up all night on the computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's midnight. You're doing research, going on. Oh, my my heart's going to explode <laughs> if I don't get some sleep. <laughs> no, no, no. I was pretty good. I was watching the tennis at the same time, oh, yeah. so I was get, getting a little bit done. Now it's probably also worth mentioning too that obviously, like people have little babies. Yeah, you, you just don't sleep. It's it's really hard, and especially for the mums who are feeding, etc. Of course, that are going on there. There's people as I mentioned who have these types of jobs where it makes it really hard obviously get in what you can yep. we're just talking mainly now to people who are uh probably just living the regular ordinary life where you can do some of these things that implement yeah. and stuff but i thought i'd put in there because we had mick who corresponded with us earlier and actually was it who corresponded too is a recently new dad too and mm. got a lot of friends with um with babies on the way so i thought i'd put in some ideas that worked for us now obviously i'm no expert my wife mm. and i but we have two boys who have both slept really well and we did often get commented that we probably just got a bit lucky, which is probably true, but we also did quite a lot behind the yep. scenes to get them to sleep through the night, even yep. so much that we sort of got into the habit by the second time around with Josh that we didn't even do settling with him from such a young age, just put him in a bed and he'd fall asleep, which was a dream. But we, what, what worked for us was having a lot of sleep cues for kids. So obviously you can do whatever you want. It doesn't really matter which way around you do any of these things. But if anyone is looking for some ideas, what really did work was like, for example, you'd have your bath with the kids, then they'd have their milk. And then we go and when they're old enough, you start brushing their teeth. And then we put on something that worked really well for us. And we didn't work it out for probably a couple of months with Jack, our first child, was having white noise or yep. some like background noise on it. We used to use an iPad and a, like a little speaker for that. And it would have a sound that would come out on an app that did like the shush sound first. Yep. So you didn't have to sit there shushing. They'd just do it for you. And oh, the white wow. noise, yeah, it was great. And then the white noise would kick in. But then he we was. just discovered recently through a friend that um, Big W for like 20 bucks, uh, no sponsorship here, by the way, <laughs> sell like a little white noise machine that you just plug into the wall and it's got all these different sounds. But we just put the white noise machine on. Yeah. And then we've also got like a little star um, thing that plays on the on the, the roof. And I know I said earlier, I don't have too many sensory things, but this worked for us. And the boys just sit there looking at that till they fall asleep. So there's all these little things that you can do. Just Google it. There's so many things out there. But if you have yeah. these cues that happen every night, like say Josh all of a sudden just knew that after his bath, he just wants his milk and he has his milk. And once he brushes his teeth and then when he gets in the bed, we read to him. And yeah, if you do the same thing every night, we found that that really helped with kids. Yeah. Did you have any I, I, I think the, sleep well? 
Yeah, look, she. Oh, we went through lots of phases, but I right. suppose essentially um, that we, you know, we had a bit of a plan as well around our sleep patterns as adults. So, like, yeah, for a little while there, while Ella was first born, I was still on some shift work, and there was um, a, a really good plan on who would be tired and when, and and you know th- those sorts of things too. Yeah. So we did nice. go through a lot of different phases. Uh, my wife's a real trooper in terms yeah. of operating on on a bit of a lack of sleep and I can be quite a heavy sleeper so yeah okay <laughs> um but I think the thing you said something before and it's and it's whether it's for adults or whether it's for kids and new parents in particular whatever you can do that is consistent and sustainable because there's so much information out yeah. there there's yeah. so many ideas there's so many things if you set a routine that you both don't want to do then even if the routine works but you really don't want to do it or can't do it every night or can't do it with only one parent in the house. But, you know, because again, without giving too much dad advice, it has to, my biggest piece of advice is it has to be a routine that's sustainable with one of you so that there can't be guilt or there can't be processes where if one of you, if mum wants to go out for a a night with her mates or dad still trying to hit a golf ball at eight o'clock yeah. at night because he's you know shooting 120 on the golf course <laughs> instead of what yeah. it should be then there shouldn't be guilt and problems associated to to the fact that you need four yeah. hands on deck That's um that would be my my biggest advice going into that again very very careful with the advice i give because not the expert but to me it's around that finding that real sustainable approach but that goes for us as well as adults when you're trying to lose weight when you're trying to sleep better it's what is sustainable and what can be done consistently without so much effort that you end up hating the process yeah so, that's yeah it. yeah and it's yeah you're exactly right it's going to be something you guys can do and yeah you just just pick or choose a couple of things you don't need to do all those things if that's something mm. you're looking for but yeah, if you pick a couple of things that work and, and obviously you've got to try them like that for a while. Yep. They don't work on the first night often, but after a little while, once you and the, the children get used to it, it might help. So, But yeah. as you said, we're not experts. These are just things that will work for us as dads and hopefully happy and, and more than happy to pass these sorts of things on with what has worked for us personally. Yeah, And happy to now, hear people's other tips. Flood us. Oh, flood us with yeah, yeah, yep, for sure. Send, yep. send us pictures of people sleeping, babies asleep, everything. We love it. <laughs> just randoms, um, just random yeah. people sleeping. <laughs> oh, the best, the best ever. I, I don't know what it is anymore, but there used to be um a website <laughs> of people or an Instagram page of people falling asleep on the trains in London on the oh, tube, oh, and that man. was always good too. Never made it, thank God. But... Now, after talking about sleep cues for kids, I thought we'd better talk about some really quickly. Um, yeah. talk about some tips for adults. Yep. sleep tips and actually i went on the mayoclinic.org website for this one okay and this is all stuff that people probably know but as i said sometimes you say something and and i hear the basic things from other people and go actually that's a great idea i hadn't okay. thought of that myself so if we do do that for someone then we've done our job but i thought really quickly let's rattle a few of them off um number one stick to a sleep schedule so try to go to sleep at similar times mm-hmm. each night so do yep. something relaxing before bed reading music dad game podcast anything like that absolutely um hopefully we don't put people to sleep but you know what i mean so try and have something similar something relaxing i find reading reading gets me every time i read about one or two pages and i'm gone number two food and drink so obviously don't go to bed too hungry or don't go to bed stuffed too full but in particular you just want to avoid heavy or really large meals uh, meals within a couple of hours of bedtime yeah. So they always say to eat and then leave like two or three hours, especially that's with the weight loss and things too, I think that always really helps. 
Absolutely. So, yeah. And obviously that goes without saying, but like nicotine, caffeine, alcohol, all that's not really good. Even though alcohol probably makes you feel sleepy, mm. but later on in the night it can make you disrupt your sleep or not have a very, very good sleep. A lot of sugar and stuff in it too often, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And and I've found that more recently. Um, if I've gotten to the point of having, you, you're right on the verge of being tipsy that I certainly get a disrupted night's sleep. And it took me a little while to figure out why. Um, and again, there's probably a little bit of a, it's the phrase of the podcast, by the way, chicken and the egg. Yeah, it um, is tonight. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but for me, my, my wonder sometimes is, have I had a few too many drinks, you know, just sitting at home, whatever, had a few too many drinks tonight because I'm worried about something or, you know, and therefore I've drank a little bit too much. I go to sleep. Uh, then my sleep is disrupted. Is it disrupted because something's still in my mind or because of the alcohol? Either yeah. way, all three problems aren't going to be solved with any of the other two things involved, you know? Yeah. So whether I've got a worried mind, whether I've yeah. got a little bit too much alcohol in my system and whether I'm sleeping well, all of those things are, you can't treat a worried mind with alcohol. So what am I even starting that process with? So, yeah, but, but just recently it's dawned on me through all these different discussions we've had is that that's something that, that clearly had started to occur. Um, And then the easiest thing to do is yeah, change, change that sort of drinking behavior for starters. But secondly, um, yeah. Understand that if your sleep's disrupted, oh yeah. 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 So. Yep. Yep. Very wise. Now here's a good one. I wonder what you're, restful environments like but it says create a restful environment so obviously don't put um adult mobiles on the top of the roof and, and look at things floating around in the sky I'm, i still but, think it's yeah. i still think we can have a dad game mobile i'm still yeah, going right. to make it as merch yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that idea actually let's uh let's copyright that get on to our guys quick yeah copyright guys create a room that's ideal for sleeping often this means cool dark and quiet obviously uh, obviously exposure to light might make it a bit more challenging to fall asleep. Mm. You don't want to be um, having those like your phone lights and things like that for a long time yeah. before bed or for a little bit before you go to sleep and consider we've done this actually um, getting like darker blinds or shades. Yep. So we did that in our boys rooms too. We've got the blackout blinds and we've put um, shutters on there and stuff to make the room completely dark. And I think that really helps too. Yep. And then there's obviously some people might need um, earplugs or the eye covers or things like that. So yeah, go out and get a couple of things if you really need them and um, see if that helps. And yep. then obviously you want to do some calming activities before bedtime. So, you know, some people like to take a bath or just do a little bit of mindfulness or something like that or meditation and mm. just some stretching and, and then that'll help you really wind down before you go to sleep. Yeah. So I've got, so the restful environment for us is, um, I suppose it's not anything more so than, yeah, just the, it's the same every night, I suppose, with the, the lamps go on first, I suppose, yeah. and the, the big light goes off and then, um, you know, the, the room sort of gets progressively darker, generally speaking. But the two sort of techniques that uh, my wife and I will use, and my wife's talked about this for years, is in an attempt to get to sleep, so she'll close her eyes and she'll picture a massive white wall in her mind yeah. and progressively paint it black with a big roller. Wow. And it's sort of like counting sheep. I suppose, but yeah, she'll it's progress. It's probably like being somewhere light and then you make it dark. Don't yeah. And, and so in her mind, it's this big white, you know, this big, big wall that, you know, and you know, the, the way a roller paints a wall, it's sort of yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. progressively from left to right or right to left, you're painting that wall black. That that's a technique that she's talked to me about. The other one, which I know is not good, but it works for me. And I, and, and I'm sure so many people say, don't do it, but I'll have an earphone in and yeah. I'll be listening. So 
Ricky Gervais, Carl Pilkington, and Stephen <laughs> oh, Merchant um, yeah. have a have a podcast. It's actually on YouTube. I reckon. I would say over 300 nights a year for the last six years. So almost every yeah. night I've listened to at least two minutes of them yeah. in falling asleep. So what I'll attempt to do is go to sleep. And if I can't, yeah. if I feel like I can't sleep tonight, like, you know, on goes the XFM or, or you know, yeah, their, yeah. their guide twos or whatever. Um, and, nice. yeah. yeah. And on they go and, off I drop to sleep and sometimes I'll wake up like an hour later and I can hear Ricky Gervais's sheer <laughs> laughter in my and I'm, oh, yeah. but I'm but I'm still out so they're two very very different techniques again though both of them seem to sort of work for us yeah but yeah I'm yeah. sure I'm sure my technique is probably advised against well here's a weird one that I've been doing you know that you said Jackie your wife does the mind she thinks about the painting and stuff yeah. If I'm having trouble sleeping, I actually do this thing where I close my eyes and imagine back in my younger, fitter days, like playing footy. Oh, yeah. Or I imagine like writing a book, sort of like I think of a movie or a character or something like that and start trying to think of the start of a story. And most of the time, that gets me like really quickly. Yeah, so wow. I'm imagining, you know, I'm playing a ripper game of footy or something like that. And then I just start falling asleep. Like I just, I don't know how I do it, but that's one thing I worked out. If I have like some sort of something playing in my mind, yeah, I'm controlling it. It sort of takes your mind off trying to fall asleep, and then you just naturally do it. Hey, yeah. one thing that wasn't in here that definitely should be though, talking about restful <laughs> environments, is getting a pillow. Oh, I mean, yeah. obviously we've all got pillows, but I know I've hit the age now because we've got memory foam pillows, and I know I've <laughs> hit the age of feeling old now. If when we go away, we take our pillow. Yeah, we do that. Do you do, you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but a lot of people do that when they hit their mid thirties, at least. <laughs> I don't. I don't really sleep on a pillow. Like my head almost oh, right. on that. My head is almost on the mattress. Like it is just touching. And the pillow I have is you just need a pillow case, not a pillow. It, it, just about. It's it's like it's like two pillowcases. <laughs> easy but, to pack in your bag. Yeah, you I sleep very flat. I don't know what's going on with me. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, now uh, now the question I've got around uh, for you is around yeah. catching up. On sleep, so I've heard about you know I just got to catch right. up on a bit of sleep. Is that a possibility? Can I catch up? Uh, yeah, I don't know. See, this I'm not an expert in this. Obviously, I have always found or read that you can't make up a sleep debt. So yeah, okay. and same with kids. So if you miss some sleep, you can't just have an hour sleep later and then it works out. Yeah. But obviously, the next day, if you're tired and you have a nap, like a good nap, which we're about to talk about in a minute, you then feel better. And then yep. you can get through a longer part of the day or the rest of the, the day and then the night or something like that. So I assume, I, I think what happens is you've lost that sleep forever. It's gone, like into mm. wherever it goes. But then you can get back on track. So yep. you have another couple of good nights of sleep and then you're back on again. But it's not like you can just have six hours sleep and then later on have two and you've had eight hours sleep. Yeah, okay. It's not the same quality. Yeah. I, I mean, I could be completely wrong. So <laughs> I'm not an expert in sleep yeah. yet. So, so day naps are still reasonable though. Like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You've just got to keep them to under 30 minutes roughly. Okay. And I've got these, yeah, I find that if I sleep any more than about 20 or 30 minutes, I wake up groggy. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm a bit of a, a nap expert, but yep. I have this skill where I, this uncanny skill where I can fall asleep and do those really micro sleeps for about a minute. Yeah. And I wake up feeling amazing. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's like a quick, it's like if you could charge your phone from zero to a hundred in a minute. Yeah, great. That's sort of how I feel. Like I just get back up and I'm like, oh, I feel awesome. It's like a shot of adrenaline or something. But yeah, they're, they're hard to do. But somehow I just I don't know how to do them. Maybe <laughs> try and do them while you're sitting up. Don't like lie in bed or anything like that. To yeah. The couch. 
yeah. sitting up. So, yeah, mate, so that's one of them, actually. Yeah, make sure you try and get um, day naps if you can, but don't do long ones. They've got to be short if you do. Okay. Yep. Well, well, obviously, yeah, just try not to have too many. Um, obviously, we talk about this a bit. Having daily physical activity and time mm-hmm. outside is really important. That'll help you get to sleep. Um, manage your worries. So yep. don't go to bed stressed. Try to yeah. resolve your worries or concerns before bedtime. Jot them down or put them aside. So mm-hmm. maybe say I'll get to that tomorrow and just keep flicking it out of your mind if you can because, yeah, stress management will help with that. So start with the basics yeah. like getting organized, setting your priorities, delegating tasks, and then yeah. obviously meditation helps with that and easing anxiety. And that goes, that goes back to that calming activities as well. It, it, all, it all mashes in, doesn't it? Just yeah. get to bed with a really low heart rate, really low brain uh, movement and, yeah, focus on sleep. It's interesting too about we've we've spoken heaps about like I suppose the the quantity of, of yeah. sleep and and how yeah. you know it's important we get the hours of sleep. But for me too, I know that when I'm exercising and feeling good and and managing my stress and anxiety and all that really well, even if I'm getting that six hours, it's it's far better quality. It, it I yeah. drop off better. I wake up yeah. better. A couple of uh, you know elite sports people, Michael Phelps. Yeah. Is one expertise. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So he spoke about it's not the quantity of sleep that, that matters, yep. it's quality. <laughs> he he's gone as far to go and uh he sleeps in like a chamber that simulates <laughs> being at an altitude of eight and a half to nine thousand feet. So, in other words, this whole oxygenated Whoa. sort of process. Now, the best That's I taking could taking a restful environment further. Yeah, the best I could probably do is go sleep in the spare room. So I don't know if that's <laughs> I don't know if that's the same as a chamber, but I suppose the point being there is he's using his sleep as the, you know, the elitist of the elite swimmer and, and you know, what swimmers from a lung capacity, from an endurance, Mm. from a sprint, you know, they're they're activating everything in their body when they're going and and he's just, you know, phenomenal. You know, he's using the quality of his sleep to actually improve his athletic ability and, and all of that. Now, he's using apparatus to do that and all good. And I think he even put himself to sleep a couple of times with a few doobies back in the day as well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, um, I, th- I think yeah. he did that too. But, but the reality yeah. is that, you know, he, he, he's seen sleep as an opportunity as an absolute elite sports person yeah. to, to find ways to improve. So when his body's in recovery mode, it's um, sort of regenerating at a, at a, at a new rate. And, you know, we talked about recovery last week. He's using sleep as a part of that process, but, Obviously, we can't go find ourselves these little chambers. And I know um, uh, there's a few basketballers and things that do similar things. We can't go find those chambers. But if it means sometimes you have to find a different room or find a different place or change something up before you, you, you go to bed, so long as it's you know contributing to your full sort of recovery and a good quality of sleep, it might not even be the full quantity that you're looking for. So yeah, that, that's what I got from from old Phelpsy, my mate. So seems not fair, doesn't it? Like if he's you know he's putting his body through that decreased oxygen, he's getting fitter yeah. while he sleeps. So that's I just know. not fair. <laughs> no, but yeah, not a bad not a bad hack there. Um, hey, I found, funny you said that. I found a few athletes too. So Tom yeah. Brady, yeah. Um, as you know, we all know Tom Brady pretty well, and we love him over here at Dad Game. So he, he always credits getting eight hours sleep to yep. his performance. So he goes to bed same time every night. And he goes about you know eight thirty nine o'clock. Well, it says here it goes from 8.30 to 5.30 and that's eight hours sleep. But doing my math, I'm pretty sure that's nine. But I think maybe that means by the time he falls. Yeah, but remember, he's in America and they are a few hours behind. (laughs) Yeah, true, actually. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Yeah, (laughs) That's it. But um, another one too, who's just a super athlete, Serena Williams. Yeah. So she's won 39 times 
uh, Grand Slam tennis winner. Okay. She, um, after she reached her 10th Wimbledon final, it was only 10 months after giving birth. Yeah, so, I do remember that, actually. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. And she said the fact that she pretty much puts it down to is that she gets lots of sleep. It's like she unwavering commitment to regular sleep routines. I don't know if she's got people helping out with the baby or things yeah. like that. Yep. But, yeah, she, you know, she always puts it down to high-quality mattresses and pillows and regular daytime naps. So all the things mm. we've talked about are coming into play with the elite athletes, which yeah. is a couple of those things. And as we always say with the elite and everything, there is they have a purpose that is so different to, you know, the ordinary person. And no woman or man should compare themselves in terms of their sleep preparation to someone like Serena Williams because <laughs> her job, her her whole life revolves around, you know, getting to another grand slam and competing against 20 something year olds without kids. Right. But I suppose the lesson there is that she's using that as a focus to continue to improve. And if we're not performing as parents, as people that it might be sleep, that that might be the issue. So yeah, that that's the lesson. It's not to compare ourselves with some of these people (laughs) because look, you know, Phelps wish he could swim as good as me, but you know, hey. <laughs> I, know, I just like how these I just like how these things are challenges for them that it's just another challenge. That was yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Now I just thought we flipped things around a little bit tonight, talking about sleep in, in children and things like that. I just came up with a recommendation that could help any new parents out there too, or parents to be. Um, it's a program that's worked well for both of my kids, and that's the reason we sort of put down to them both being really good sleepers is that we got on a sleep schedule. It's not just a sleep schedule. It's a feeding one too and a nap one and all of that, but it's called Little Ones. And okay. I'm pretty sure it originated from a couple of mums over in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But if anyone wants to have a look, you've got to pay for it, but it's not that expensive and it's well worth the money because, I mean, I could spend a lot of money on trying to sleep well. But it's the littleones.co is their website, littleones.co. And if anyone wants to go out and have a bit of a look at that, we did find, though, that obviously when you do these things, you've got to stick to it. And obviously you will because you paid for it anyway. But, yeah, it's this really cool thing. It tells you when, and it's all science-based. They need to nap at this time for this long and you feed them here and they give you some meal ideas and stuff like that too because we would have been completely lost having kids yep. from the start. We had no idea what to do with one. When, like, how do they sleep? What happens? And it, it just lays it all out, all the different ages. So you can, you can buy it for one year or you can buy it once they're two and three and four, et cetera. I don't know what it goes up to. But, yeah, my wife was really into that and, and really did really well at, at sort of sticking to that and making sure we were pretty strict with it. It obviously means you're a bit of a slave to the routine at times, but I thought that was a good recommendation. It ties in with what we've been talking about yeah. tonight in sleep and, and also from the correspondence we got from some of the guys earlier. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning too, there are plenty of sleep aid apps for adults as well all out there. You don't have yeah, to go very Carl. far to find them. Um, Carl's a good one, I think, yeah. yeah. And, and probably the other one that I'd recommend, and it's a bit of a um, controversial one and it's probably a topic on itself, but in terms of aiding sleep and in terms of looking in and doing your own research, I highly recommend that people research, don't try it without researching, but some intermittent fasting ideas. Oh, yeah. Um, it has certainly helped me in the past with my sleep process and and that going to bed feeling at the, that right sort of belly full, but there's heaps and heaps of apps and websites and things to look at, but your one in in particular around the little kids is, is great for those, for people who are expecting or just, um, or even different phases of kids sort of growth as well. So cool. Just helps out if you're freaking out too about like, how do we do this? What are we going to do? I've got no idea. Just get something like that. doesn't have to be that one in particular, but if you get some sort of routine and, It'll help you out. Anyway, mate, it's been a nice chat tonight about sleep. It's probably what I'm going to go and do right now. Because it's Absolutely. Tonight. 
Yep. Yeah, so hopefully you can get some sleep. I'd love to see some tips come in from people, as we said, some photos, some hacks, any of that sort of stuff around sleep this week. Yeah, absolutely. If people could take selfies of themselves sleeping, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure there's some way you can do that. <laughs> well, hang, hang, the mobile, hang the mobile phone from the mobile. There, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Or if there's any wives listening, take a photo of your, of your husband or vice versa. But guys, take a photo of your wife's looking. They love it. Uh, is that? that? I don't think you can suggest that. But anyway, on that note, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, thanks again. Great chat. I hope um, the next couple of days go really well for you in terms of your finalising your recovery and um, enjoy that beer. And um, yeah, yeah, we'll chat again really soon. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, mate. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.